Episode 286, June 22nd, 2017. Hey, Tony, don't push that button yet. Before we get started, Smoked Bean Barbecue on Twitter asked us, not sure why or how, but I used to listen to the show on Podbean and suddenly no new episodes. I need my Jeep fix. Please help. Yeah. So remember when I tell you each week you can tape up take up to four days to get the latest version of our show? Well, here's a real-world example. If you have to have your Jeep Talk Show as soon as possible, install the Jeep Talk Show app from Apple Store or Google Play. It's free. Yeah, it is, and uh, you need to do that. I mean, gosh, I mean, Podbean? I, you know, I just made the connection, uh, Tammy. It's smoking bean barbecue, and he's listening to the show on Podbean. It, I know, it's making kind of funny. It's making more sense now. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. Wave, Josh. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and brace Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, that was a close one. The fact that production did not crash spring this spring at FCA and Honda of America is largely because of a group that worked very long hours with no recognition to put a small Texas supplier plant back in business. North American production for both automakers was briefly at risk. An April 5th fire at the Anderton Castings in Troy, Texas, 120 miles south of Dallas, destroyed half of the factory and caused over $5 million in damage. The facility is the sole supplier of the lightweight planetary carriers needed for the ZF transmissions used by Honda and FCA. The vehicles at risk of not getting their transmission gears were the current lines of the Jeep Cherokee KL and the Jeep Renegade. The fire started when a bottle of nitrogen fell into a cauldron of molten metal, quickly erupting into flames that ignited the factory roof. No workers were hurt, thank goodness, but the resulting heat melted castings and destroyed the plant's tooling. Needless to say, this immediately halted production at the 300-employee factory. Engineers from Honda and FCA almost immediate, arrived almost immediately to survey the damage and to begin working together to find a way to get the castings both automakers needed to get back into production. Mark Sanders, a dye mold specialist at the Honda's Anna engine plant in Anna, Ohio, said, quote, In the auto industry, you're all one team when a supplier's in trouble. We're pulling tooling out of the bil- burnt building that was still smoldering, and things looked pretty bleak. Sanders and a Honda colleague, five FCA specialists, and another 15 to 20 people from Anderton spent the next few weeks on site from 6 a.m. till midnight. Okay, since Josh isn't here, we're going to do the math for you guys. It's an 18-hour workday, those of you using your fingers. The group sorted through the molds and cleaned, repaired, or replaced tooling. More than 100 contractors and employees helped quickly tear down the damaged plant to begin rebuilding. The halted production also caused the plant's molten aluminum to harden in the production tooling. That frozen metal had to be slowly baked out of the tools to make them usable. With electricity unavailable, diesel generators supplied power for the lights and tools for the restoration effort. The natural gas lines that supplied the furnaces for the castings work all had to be rebuilt from scratch. Anderton slowly came back in late April, but the supplier had to acquire four new die casting machines. Two of the machines it needed were about to be delivered to another company. That company instead allowed the machines to go to Anderton to help it resume business. Anderton Castings also shipped some of its intact tooling to its plant in Monterey, Mexico, where Castings production could resume at the Texas factory started rebuilding. This is one of those great feel-good stories that don't come around too often, and even though this thankfully never caused any injuries, deaths, or delays in the Jeep production, it does highlight some of that true Jeep spirit of coming together 
when times get tough and helping someone out. The J.D. Power Report on Initial Quality is out, and well, we have good news and bad news for Jeep. As well as our Jeeps may be built, there are snowflakes out there that will complain if the defrost button on their brand new Renegade is illuminated one-tenth of a shade differently than the fog light button. These complaints are reported and tallied, and J.D. Power & Associates ranks all the automakers based on this list. There are no awards for participation, unlike your kid's school, which hands out blue ribbons for just showing up to class with your shoes on the right way, or even the wrong way. Okay, so the bad news. Jeep made the list all right, but Kia has claimed the top spot in your survey of the new vehicle quality for a second straight year. But the Jeep brand had its best showing in several years, even though it remains below the industry average. And while all five Fiat Chrysler's mainstream brands improved from last year, only Ram was better than the industry average for the number of problems owners reported. Might help help explain why their sales numbers have been consistently high as well. The J.D. Power's annual initial quality survey questioned 80,000 owners of the 2017 model vehicles about the problems they had in the first 90 days of ownership. Owners were most likely to complain about technology, including poor voice recognition systems, clunky navigation, and problems pairing with smartphones to their cars. Hyundai Motor Company was second in that survey. Porsche, Ram, and Ford rounded out the top five. The lowest-ranking brands were Fiat, Jaguar, Volvo, Mitsubishi, and Land Rover. Sorry, Center Steer Podcast. <laughs> Kia owners had 72 problems per 100 vehicles, helping it hold onto the top spot in the survey. The industry average was about 97. J.D. Power said Jeep owners reported 107 problems, down from 113 last year and 141 in 2015. So even though we didn't take first place, we still get a well-improved hat on the back. Not much to hang on the wall, but who wants false accolades anyway? Hey, a big thanks to everyone and Josh for reading these stories and giving us the stories. And we'd like you to help by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you got something, give us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, isn't that special? Um, I hate that, um, that, uh, you know, the quality is, uh, is going to the, uh, the, you said Kia, didn't you? Um, yeah. So I saw a Kia vehicle today, and it was right after I saw a Jeep Renegade. And I went, oh, there's another one of those Renegades. Oh, oh wait, the taillights are different. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the same damn vehicle. I mean, you know, if, if you're not a, a Renegade owner, uh, it's just, it's kind of boxy and it's, it's kind of short and you know, it's, it just looked like, I just think that's the downside of what Jeep is going through right now. They seem to be, uh, making, um, vehicles that are like everybody else's. And I think that's anti Jeep. Um, I don't know. You guys may feel differently. I just, I like Jeep being a unique vehicle. Ugly. Yes. Uh, in some eyes. I mean, if you're not uh, used to the, the whole utilitarian, concept of the of the jeep it, it it can look very ugly uh but uh to me it's just uh it, it's very unique and has been for many years I, I hope it continues to be for many years no matter who owns jeep in the future yeah i love that jeep is so unique looking it grows on you yeah exactly uh you you get to love it it's like you uh, an ugly stepchild you get to love it because uh he makes good grades and cleans up his room and uh you know it's this well, it does everything that it's supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. Hey, folks, you can tweet to the live show. You can send us a tweet by adding hashtag Jeep Talk Show during the live show and watch for your tweet at the bottom of your YouTube video. Remember, that's hashtag Jeep Talk Show. You know who forgot to start that? <laughs> I don't have it running. Oh, well. <laughs> That's okay. Oops. Coming up now. So, uh, yeah, do the hashtag uh, JTS Live and you can see your oh, shenanigans. It's JTS Live. Yeah, what's in there? I, I didn't even see what you have. Yeah, no. Hashtag JTS Live. I'm going to make a change Tony there to the, to the show notes. I'm going to change it in the show notes. I think JTS Live How is, uh, sounds good. Uh, but yeah, JTS Live hashtag, which for all you people over uh, 40, uh, it would be pound sign uh, JTS Live. I'm over 40, and I know what a hashtag is. I know, but isn't it pound, first and foremost? Isn't that the pound sign? Well, or the number sign. Yeah, exactly. Hey, is the Jeep Talk Show just not enough for you? Need more? Well, we have more for you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> the Jeep Talk Show. 
Jeep Talk call-in show. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Tammy and I will have a guest interview, and we'll turn it over to you, the listeners. All you need is a phone and a voice. The Jeep Talk call-in show every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central uh, on youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. So uh, I hope you have time to catch our past episode, uh, Natasha. And, you know, Tammy, I was noticing every time I would say Natasha, it was like I I was saying it from Texas. (laughs) I'm like, it's Natasha. Yeah, Natasha. It's the more uh, (laughs) gentler uh, (laughs) pronunciation. So anyway, uh, go over there and uh, catch our last episode. 43, I believe that's what that was uh, in the Mm -hmm. uh, Jeep Talk call-in show. And uh, listen to Natasha. She's up in Canada, but she's still a good person. And uh, we had a, <laughs> we had a good time talking to her, and uh, she talked to us about uh, Canadian Jeep Girls and her page, uh, the Faces of Jeep. Uh, get yep. more information over there. So this coming uh, this coming Tuesday, at least uh, if everything goes as planned, which uh, I probably should, uh, is going to be Charlene Bauer with Ladies Off Road Network. I was delaying a bit because Tammy was actually changing the show notes as I was uh, as I was talking. Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. And um, just a little tip, Charlene is the great lady who sat next to me as I was um, venturing up Hell's Revenge. And, and let's remind the audience, how did you two meet uh, while you were there at Moab? Uh, we met because of Tony. Tony put us together. And Tony has what color Jeep? <laughs> I forget. It's that weird, uh, yeah, see, strange color. It's the blessing of the red. Anyway, yeah. speaking of uh, the blessings, uh, we have uh, Nate with uh, Wrangler Extreme tonight in the much-anticipated uh, sway bar segments. Uh, I think we're going to have uh, actually four segments about sway bars here. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, so we have to learn a lot. And uh, just a, a side note, uh, Nate uh, sent me a message on uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook chat, asking me if the uh, anti-rock uh, segment was going to be tonight. And I said, well, I was going to play the sway bar. He goes, yeah, that's it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to put that on. He goes, oh, I'm going to try to stay up and, and uh, watch then. Yeah, he's <laughs> so gonna... so if, he, if we weren't going to play a segment, I mean, that, the inference there is if we weren't going to play a segment tonight, he's just going to catch, catch a nap. He's just going to go ahead and go to sleep early. <laughs> That's loyalty. All right, so let's get over to this uh, Sway Bar segment. Hey, Jeepers, it's Nate from SWBCrawler.com with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I've recently been doing a little bit of research on sway bars and different configurations and whatnot, and I've, I've got some pretty interesting information that I wanted to try to share with the show. So I've got a short series of segments about sway bars and how they work and how you may uh, may, may get the best performance off-road. Uh, so I wanted to start off just like I did with the Axle series with a little bit of backstory, a little bit of information as to what a sway bar is, why your Jeep has it, and maybe the configuration that your particular Jeep may have, uh, depending on when it was manufactured and what model you've got. Okay, so what the heck is a sway bar? This is a pretty basic uh, question. Uh, Sway bar is short for anti-sway bar, and it does exactly what the name suggests. It tries to keep the sway, or body roll, of your Jeep to a minimum. And how does it do that? Well, it does that by trying to keep your whichever axle the sway bar is connected to parallel to the body of the Jeep. So if you're going around a sharp turn, the sway bar will keep the suspension from letting one side of the Jeep uh, basically raise away from the axle while the other side is being compressed, right? It still allows up and down travel, but not independently. So, of course, off-road, this causes binding, and it prevents your your uh, suspension from articulating as well as it might be able to without the sway bar connected. So uh, there's two different types of sway bars that we're going to deal with here. There's solid sway bars, which is most commonly found in the front of uh, any Wrangler, and I believe the Cherokee. And then there's a, sort of a flexible sway bar, which is sort of like a torsion bar, where it's able to twist under articulation. And this is most commonly found in the rear of some models of Jeeps. So uh, which models came with what? Okay, so the CJ, at least the CJ7, I'm not really sure how far back this goes. Um, the earlier models may have also had sway bars, but uh, I know for a fact that the CJ7, at least the model that I'm I'm familiar with, um, or the year that I'm familiar with, had a front sway bar and no rear sway bar. Uh, the YJ, of course, was set up very similar to the CJ, had a front sway bar. It also had track bars, but I'm not going to cover that here. And then the from the TJ on up, 
the, the there were both a front and a rear sway bar. Now, in this case, the front sway bar was solid, uh, just like in the YJ and the CJ, and the rear sway bar was one of these flexible sway bars that allows some some twist. Uh, and then, of course, the XJ, uh, as far as I'm aware, only had a front sway bar, never had a rear sway bar. Uh, Tony and Josh, feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, because I could be. Uh, I never looked that closely at the rear of my uh, XJ that I had, but it was leaf sprung, and generally leaf sprung rears don't have sway bars. So I'm sort of making some some uh, conjecture here. All right, so that's some backstory on sway bars. Uh, in the next episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about actually disconnecting them uh, why you would disconnect them, things like that. So, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Well, yeah, uh, I will correct you. The uh, We actually had a discussion on this recently, and uh, Josh and I did. And if you stayed up to watch the show or listen to the show or listen to it whenever it's uh, uh, on demand, you would have heard this. Uh, <laughs> the XJ does indeed have uh, rear sway bars, and uh, the conversation Josh and I had were uh, uh, was uh, uh, why mine didn't because my 98 didn't come with a, a rear sway bar. And uh, actually, I had a conversation with uh, somebody on uh, Facebook uh, uh, Messenger today, Tammy, that uh, also has a, a Cherokee with an upcountry uh, package, which hmm. uh, basically were factory skids uh, all the way around. And I guess it was kind of like a, a, a low-end Rubicon package. It didn't do anything with diffs or anything, but it was uh, a lot of the same niceties that you get with the Rubicon uh, the upcountry package on the uh, Jeep Cherokees uh, had, like I said, skids. Uh, I don't know if it had a towing package or not. Uh, it had a one-inch higher lift uh, on it, or the suspension was one inch higher than uh, the normal Cherokees. So one of the things uh, – oh, and I found out also, too, it had a rear tow hook, which I don't think mine did. Uh, it had front tow hooks. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we were going back and forth about, uh, about maybe the upcountry didn't have sway bars in the rear. But he said he had seen several in the junkyard that did. So the only thing we'd come up with is that I had the tow package, and maybe that's the reason why the, the rear sway bar wasn't on there. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, they, they did come with that, and uh, I don't uh, think there's one on the 99 either, uh, as I was mentioning in a, in a previous show. So I personally have never seen a rear sway bar on an XJ, but they definitely did come with them. Yeah, Nate said, hey, I heard last week's episode about sway bars, but he recorded this about a month ago. <laughs> oh, so. we'll see. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Don't help, Nate. It's funnier if you don't help, Nate. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but us East Coasters have to stick up for each other. All right. Well, yeah, you guys are close enough and you wheel together, so I guess you got to. Yeah. If I ever want to wheel with them again, right? <laughs> I bet you'll do okay by yourself. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and lo- learn more about the 4x4 podcast, Center Steer podcast, and Trail Chasers. And I believe uh, John over there at the Center Steer podcast, they're up to episode 50, Tammy. And that's a, wow. big, that's a big deal because they only do monthly podcasts. So wow. that's, that's like 50 months. That's a lot. It is. All right. You, everybody sh- sit down and shut up. It's time for some uh, Jeep Mama activity. When you drive a black Jeep, everybody knows you rock. Off-road in a regular. When all our guys are stuck, never remember what you see. A dude in a Cherokee. You could come off-roading if you get up off your knees. In a regular, driving a Jeep regular. Black Jeeps are so depressing. <laughs> you just ruined it. That's so or did, unfair. Or did I make it better? I think it was no. better that way. <laughs> no. Okay. Are you going to roll my open or is it just time for that me was to go? it? That oh, was that's the my new open? Oh, okay, folks. Um, hey, I was talking last week about. Um, getting my tires rotated. Well, Monday I took my Jeep to Adrenaline Off-Road to get my tires rotated, and I am so, so excited. I found Jeff from Adrenaline Off-Road. First off, his shop is only about 20 minutes from where I live. And secondly, Jeff has been working on Jeeps since every day, since 2002. That's a lot of days working on Jeeps. No time off or weekends or holidays? 
Nope, he's just nonstop. Wow. I'm sure he's had a holiday or two weekends <laughs> off. Anyway, he has this great, awesome shop. Um, he has workers with them. He's it's it's a really cool shop. Anyway, and he's been a Jeep enthusiast since 1993, and he has like I don't know two, three, four Jeeps. Um, so after he rotated my tires, I had him look at my diff covers. It seems I had gear oil leaking and it looks like I just didn't tighten the plug good enough. So he took them off, added some RTV silicon to the plug and tightened them back up. Then he decided to take a walk around, or I should say under my Jeep, checking everything out. And what he found was some leaking near the front drive shaft, my front drive shaft, which is still an OEM drive shaft. And apparently this is not very suitable when you lift, especially three inches or higher. I have a 3.5. It will eventually wear under, under the pressure I put on it. So it looks like I'm getting some new Jeep parts. Yay, me. <laughs> um, Jeff ordered me a new front drive shaft, and it will hopefully be here next week and my Rubicon will be a little bit tougher and we are ordering a custom drive shaft from the Tom Woods custom drive shafts. Now these drive shafts use what is called a double carton CV joint which has been around for decades and they can live and run happily for over 100,000 miles if you service them properly. A little loving tender care will go a long long way. So I'm just going to have to remember I'm going to have to do that. So, hey, Jeff, I know you're listening. I hope I get this right. So here goes. The double carton is used to replace the Rosepa style constant velocity CV joints in applications where high articulation angles or impulsive torque loads are common, such as the drive shafts on rugged four-wheel drive vehicles like my Jeep. Now, the Tom Woods custom drive shafts also have a smaller diameter, which allows the suspension to drop on the 2012 or newer 3.6 Wranglers without touching the exhaust, which that can possibly damage your drive shaft. Typically, you see this with the um, lifts of three inches or more um, after driving 20 to 30K or after off-road use when the suspension stretches. And I have been known to give my Jeep a good stretch once in a while. Now, if only I had that Crawler's Ridge badge of honor to prove it, but hey, that's another story. So back to drive shafts. The Wrangler's OEM drive shaft will come in contact with this exhaust cross pipe, cross pipe which sometimes people put in exhaust spacers to help that, or they just get a new drive shaft. Now, I'm told the 07 and up Wranglers drive shaft come with Rosepa joints. They are stronger than your typical drive shaft, but the Rosepa joint is designed to run as straight as possible. And when they run, when you run your Jeep at steeper angles than what the factory set them up for, after extended periods of time, they will prematurely wear out. They are not meant for a lot of stretching on the trails. And the first thing that will happen is the boot will tear and grease will eventually leak like mine. And once they run out of grease, they will not necessarily break, but they'll make this clicking noise. Mine hasn't, or so I haven't heard, but I'm always playing my music, so gosh, who knows. Now, the Wrangler's drive shaft performs a crucial function. It moves the power from your engine to the wheels and transfers torque to the differential from the transfer case. Torque is the strength of your Jeep's engine. A drive shaft transmits that raw power to the differential. The differential spins the wheels to move your Jeep, whether along the highway or up over those rocks or even through the mud. The stock drive shaft is designed to match the suspension travel of the factory suspension. It's not too tough either, just enough for average driving and some fairly mild off-roading. It lacks the grease fittings due to cost-cutting efforts during the engineering process. Now, the factory shafts can't be greased, but the Tom Woods custom drive shaft can. You just need to keep it up with the greasing, which is why I'm replacing mine before any more problems arrive. And hopefully my Jeep is drive shaft will last another week while I wait for my new Jeep parts. So a big shout out to Jeff at Adrenaline Off-Road. I can't wait for that phone call so we can get another shiny new Jeep part on my Jeep. Oh, and Tony, um, you'll be glad to know when I went on to Tom Wood's website, they make custom colored drive shafts. 
However, I have to say I resisted. <laughs> I did not go for a purple custom color because there's, they say the custom color is meant for Jeeps in dry places, mostly show Jeeps. Um, I didn't think the snow and mud, especially on the pole line at Roush Creek, would be good for um, a painted drive shaft. So anything you'd like to add? Did I miss anything? Did I get anything wrong? I'd love to hear from you. And you can join the conversation by going over to the jeeptalkforum.com, call into our voicemail line, or you can even email me at jeeptalkshow.com. I look forward to hearing from you. So um, if I understand correctly, uh, you really won't have a problem with that, uh, that, that drive shaft issue, except when you go off-road. Except whenever um, you're doing articulation, because you're moving it at a different, at, at a steeper angle than what it is when you're on road. Correct, but the more I go off road, the more um, stress I put on it. Eventually, it will wear down and would will have to be replaced. So, can you can you describe to me exactly where this is? Is it is it the spline on the uh, the uh, drive shaft that allows the the slipping to go in and out is that uh, is it like the drive shaft is too short or and that's what tears the boot or I think it's actual the Rosepa joint yeah I don't know what that it, is I need to look that up yeah it, well it's you know it's it's where like where the where it meets the um, the transfer case you know when it you know it moves however oh, I thought that was the the double carton. No, no, no. Um, the Wranglers have a Rosepa joint. Hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. well, I'll just have to look it up then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that, if you look at a picture of it, it can't, you know, twist, but only so many degrees. Right. And, you know, that puts stress on it and wears down the metal, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. And the grease. And you can see it. And if you go on my blog, there's a picture where you can see the, the there's like this little strip of, you know, dark grease color where it's our mind's already right doing that. Yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to look at that. It, uh, but, uh, I don't know what the, I mean, I think Josh talked about a, a Rosepa joint in the past and I didn't know what it was then. And I still didn't look it up because it's not on my Jeep. So what do I care? Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> at least I don't think it is. Uh, but, uh, oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, Nate in the uh, chat room is saying the JK uses a different joint there. So, the TJ and XJ use a DC joint where she's talking about. Ah, good. Because I was really thinking the TJ was exactly the same setup as on the XJ, with the only difference being is that they have a really, really... You, I, well, I don't know. I guess maybe you wouldn't be that surprised, but the drive shaft on the rear of the TJ is like, man, maybe a foot long, maybe two feet long, if that. Couldn't believe how short that thing was. But anyway... Uh, getting off the, uh, off the subject here. All right. Well, I'm glad, uh, glad he caught that. Did you, um, uh, yeah, maybe I can ask you this without mentioning the shop's name, but the folks that did your lift and, uh, your tires and everything, they never mentioned this to you. Uh, you know what, Tony, I was trying to think back and they could have, I just, you know, it just kind of went over my head if they did. Right. So. You know, I'm sure because everything I've read about it now, it's um, when you get your lift, everybody talks about replacing their front drive shaft. So I, I guarantee you they did. I just was like, oh, you know, I think he probably said eventually you're going to have to change this. Oh, okay. And Maybe so. I just, you know, went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Get it. Just, just, just so get excited. the tires on there. Get the lift right. on there. I just want to drive it. Hush. Right. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm 99% sure they did. I just all right, was, good. Because that was that was my concern was is that right. uh, you know, you had all this professional work done. Oh, and the other thing, uh, the warranty is. Are you going to have any warranty issues? I mean, I know they were just rotating tires, but now that you're changing out a drive shaft, you're going in there with a non-factory uh, item. Is that going to uh, cause you any issues with your uh, with your warranty? Or at this point, are you going screw it? I just want it working. Yeah. Right. I mean, who knows. I mean, I already have the lift. I've changed. You yeah, know. but that's that's why you had that, that one business do that for you, right? So right. the warranty would be maintained, and now they're not right. doing work on your vehicle. This other shop is. All right. Well, my warranty, Metal Cloak's going to stick with the warranty because I got the Metal Cloak lift. So, 
you know, well, I was anything thinking of happens the, to that. Yeah, I was, I was concerned about the factory warranty, though. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. All right, good. Well, if you're not worried about it, there's no reason for me stirring and it's you gonna, up. And it's going to expire in a year anyway. Mm-hmm. Actually, it expires on Halloween. Yeah, so not even a year, just a few months away. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's get over to some fun stuff. Uh, reviews. I love reviews. So, uh, you know, if you, it, it's really easy to give us a review. I mean, pretty much anywhere you want to do it. Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, even YouTube. Uh, did we miss your review? Well, we really, really care about seeing them. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. We love the good ones. We get a lot of good ones. Occasionally, we get uh, some that are more critical, and that helps us uh, here at the show. So just uh, if we missed your, uh, your, your view or you think we conveniently missed it, just email us at info at jeeptalkshow.com and Tammy, Josh, and I, all three, will see that at the same time. Love hearing from you guys. So we have a couple here. Our first one is from Travis Plain, and he gives us a five-star review. Man of a few words, but uh, yes. very important, five stars. So Ryan Harding also gave us five stars, says, wonderful people doing a great show. Enjoyed being a guest with y'all. Who is this? Who, who? Um, Ryan the, was uh, on I'm the Jeep Talk call-in show with I'm us. just messing with you, Ryan. <laughs> Although we're getting so many uh, uh, guests over there and we have so many more coming up, it, it might be hard for us to keep up with it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'll have a hard time keeping up with it. Um, and then Stuart Brown, listening from down under, keep up the great shows and fun info. It's like opening a box of chocolates each week. <laughs> and yes, it's black. The chocolates? Uh, that would be dark chocolate. Yeah, that's one thing that's uh, it's a, a nicety about black. Whenever you get the dark chocolates, oh, they're so good. Especially when there's a uh, red cherry on the inside. See what I did there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you get a little surprise. It's, it's like, oh. Oh, this is, this is good. This is, oh, look at there. It's red. All right. So now we've got uh, something here from, uh, I was going to read Stuart Brown again. Uh, ben Downs, five stars. See, that's, that's kind of shocking. It, that makes me feel bad there for a second. But Downs must be his, his last name. Right. Or his special username. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was thinking he was going negative five on his review. Yeah. So love the show. I've been listening uh, to back episodes all day at work work for several weeks trying to catch up it's not homework as my wife would say when i'm she gives me a plate of food it's not homework you don't have to finish it all i got my first jeep a 1980 cj7 in the late 80s shortly after that my wife left me (laughs) hopefully hopefully she didn't take the jeep (laughs) it's like an old country and western song my uh my wife left me the dog's gone and i sure do miss that dog uh, so anyway, uh, let's see, uh, for several years, uh, after that, I ran a Toyota, uh, four wheel drive pickups and four runners. Instead, my wife version 2.0, um, new and improved I might add, uh, stayed with me, but I never lost that loving feeling for Jeeps. So this is a Toyota owner that, uh, missed his Jeep. Since I am now in my early fifties, I decided it was time for a midlife crisis. It's not a yep, crisis unless you don't have a Jeep. Right. Uh, <laughs> but instead the of midlife change, yes. Uh, going, uh, doing it right just at, there at the end, I think is what it should be. But instead of having a fling with a younger woman, getting divorced and losing half my life savings, I thought about uh, another Jeep might be cheaper. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you are. <laughs> I picked up an O2 TJ and I'm slowly upgrading it and making it mine. Uh, and my wife 2.0 is still with me. Uh, this guy worries too much. <laughs> she has even ridden with me a few times. Uh, in it and actually does doesn't hate it oh that's that's a plus and the comments about spending more money uh on that damn jeep are growing fewer and fewer (laughs) i picked a winner oh and i've picked up a good wife 2.02 love you honey anyway love the show uh the banter the humor especially with uh, the tech talks i am going to hate getting caught up as listening to the show really makes uh, the day fly by you guys and lady keep up the great work. Well, we really appreciate that. Love all those kind words there. And uh, stop worrying about that uh, wife 2.0 and and stop calling her wife 2.0. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me on this. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, we uh, we love those reviews. And uh, oh, uh, let's see. We have something extra here. One of our listeners, Mike from uh, Hudson Valley, New York, wrote into the show 
in response to uh, my recent remarks about the chain in my transfer case being stretched and how I'm having a hard time figuring out why. He says, I have never taken apart a transfer case, but when I was a kid, if we didn't replace the sprockets when we replaced the motorcycle chain, it messed up the new chain. Could your gears be malformed and causing the stretch? Regards, uh, Mike. Well, Mike, uh, that's exactly what I was told uh, in the last time that I, I changed the chain, and I bought both new sprockets and put it in there, and it stretched again. So uh, I think you're right on the mark there, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's my, my problem. Unless there was something wrong with the sprockets, I guess that's always possible, but they were brand new. It wasn't like it was used. So... Well, uh, we don't have Josh here tonight for Tech Talk, but uh, he wrote it in uh, before the show and agrees with Mike. He says, in my own experience over the years as a motorcycle enthusiast, uh, yes, I'm cheating on my Jeep, uh, it's been a bit of a tribe mentality that it's always in your best interest to swap gears when you swap the chain because a worn gear can cause premature wear on the chain or uh, cause the, the uh, gear to wear even faster, causing even more problems. Over the years, I have bought a sprocket set with my new chain. The uh, the only downside to it uh, of the sprockets buying the sprockets is those things were like 180 bucks. So that's that's 300 bucks easy between the chain and the sprockets. They're very easy to change. I mean, you know, you're already there. Uh, but uh, and I don't know. I may I may go ahead and get new sprockets again and just uh, uh, when I go to do the chain. But uh, right now, I just took the front drive shaft back out, Tammy, and uh, driving around two-wheel drive mode again, which I just hate. Yeah, and I just found out that you don't need the drive shaft to drive. <laughs> no, you don't. But you I know the know that. you know the bad thing is is that if for some reason you lose the rear drive shaft and uh, or uh, it breaks or you lose a U joint and it comes out, you know you can you can pull that rear drive shaft out, throw it in the back of the Jeep, put it in four wheel drive, and still get home because it's now a front wheel wheel drive vehicle. But I'm screwed. Right. I can't do that. I have no. I have no nothing connected between the transfer case and the right. the front uh, the front axle. The Jeep Dog Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob from Antonio, Texas. Hey guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Sexy, Jake Collin. This is John, Freerunner in Two, and on today's Radio Contact segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Probe Restraint System. No! No, 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 that's not right. We love our listeners. So I was just reading a comment here in uh, in the chat room. I uh, just read it. LFTD Off-Road right. says the red paint is causing the chain to stretch. Well, this is for you. Ooh, red jeeps oh. are sexy. Shh, not while it's playing, Tammy. No comments, no noises. I can comment whenever I want. <laughs> you just want to fight again. If, yeah, I do. If, Let's put the boxing gloves on. If uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you missed uh, uh, Tammy getting a bit uh, mouthy. Yes. <laughs> on the last Jeep Talk call-in show. <laughs> my, my hackles got came up. They raised. You could see them yes. in there in the background. Oh, I, was, I was ready to pull Tony out in the alley and beat him up. <laughs> Uh, that's as good podcasting right there. That All was right. fun. Well, let's get over to some voicemails, Tammy. Yeah, folks, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Or you can go over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a, ves- a message. You just click on the leave voicemail button. Now, I was going to play the intro before you started talking. So I just want to make sure that you understand that I didn't screw up this time. Okay. I did. Man, hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, Tony and Tammy, this is Josh. I just wanted to say thank you for picking up the slack tonight. I am not, not feeling super hot after my surgery yesterday. <laughs> and hey, for all the rest of you jeepers out there, don't let Tony fool you. Uh, it wasn't gender reassignment surgery. 
<laughs> the hormones apparently were kicking in as he was leaving that message, Tammy. <laughs> we weren't supposed to tell anyone. It's like Grandma Josh. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, well, Josh is going to feel better and he's going to think twice before taking off again. I don't care how what good reason it was. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Yeah, folks, this is something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and it's pronounced Chillicothe, Ohio. And uh, how do I know that? Because I'm from Ohio, the Buckeye State. And you know what a Buckeye is, right? It's a worthless nut, and Ohio is full of them. (laughs) And with that being said, I'd like to take a second to talk to... uh, person formerly known as yj nate squarepants uh, i feel your pain only getting three minutes of airtime, but uh you know i only get 90 seconds yeah i'd uh like to get more airtime, but i really can't afford tony's prices so uh what i suggest well, yj nate squarepants is that uh, we pull our resources together and buy out josh's half of the show and then we could talk about the things that really matter in life. Like how many horses do you have to squeeze to get a packet of Arby's horsey sauce? <laughs> yeah, and get your mind out of the gutter. I didn't mean it like that. Or did I? Either way. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> uh, when I was listening to that earlier when I was editing it, I thought that's what he said, but I wasn't quite sure. Oh, right. Nikki G, you, you, you crack me up. That would be a funny, a coup. (laughs) Hey, folks, you remember that survey? Well, we still need you to take a moment to take our survey. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and fill out just a couple of questions for us. We would really appreciate it. Yes, yes. Uh, And you can skip over boxer briefs if that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, So, uh, ooh, Tammy, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe uh, we'll have to fill in for Josh tonight. Little campfire side chat going on here. Hi, Tammy. I see a butt in print on that log where Josh is normally sitting, but uh, no Josh. No. Um, he had some dental work two months ago, and it fell out. Now, he realizes he, had- he still has to brush twice a day, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe that's his problem. <laughs> um, he had to have a stud screwed into his skull. Skull. <laughs> Through what was left of the tooth, and a new tooth was built up around that. Let this be a lesson to those of you. Do not put lug nuts in your mouth, even if they're your own. I think that, uh, I think he could have done the same thing at home with some JB Weld. Um, I have uh, a stud drilled into my jawbone and a fake tooth of my A molar? So, yeah, that hurt. I bet it did. Uh, and, and I got a dry socket, too, and that's like, that's so painful. I feel so bad for you folks with uh, with dental issues. My wife, uh, who who brushes her teeth, uh, she she makes sure that she brushes them before she goes to bed. She brushes them when she gets up. After she's had a bunch of coffee, she'll, uh, she'll brush them again. She's always flossing and, and uh, doing everything you're supposed to do, uh, short of maybe not having too much coffee. Uh, and uh, her teeth have problems. Yeah, it's genetics. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you can't explain yeah. it to her. She still she yeah. it pisses her off because I only brush my teeth once, sometimes twice, but most of the time just whenever I'm when I get up and getting ready. And uh, I don't have any teeth problems. But I just I learned a long time ago uh, after I had uh, a bunch of cavities when I was like six years old. The new teeth that came in, uh, the permanent teeth, were uh, very hard. And had a, a very thick enamel, so they were. Uh, I remember the uh, the dentist t- uh, telling me that, and I was like, "Oh, that's good because I don't really want to do much to take care of them." So that that worked out well. And uh, but uh, tooth pain is horrible. It's horrible mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, it and, is. And uh, I really I really hate that for you, Josh. I hope that uh, I hope it lines out for you where you can go a good uh, several years without having to worry about any teeth pain. So um, Nate just goes, Josh got a stud. Whoa. And then he's like, Tammy's got a stud too? That's funny. Had to be there. 
So, um, Tony, can I? Can it be my turn, please? It is please? your turn. You see, they're in the okay. show notes. Um, first of all, I don't know if you can see my new shirt. I got it. My black Jeep Talk Show shirt. And I've got my gray Jeep Talk Show shirt. So excited to wear them. Um, oh, I didn't realize you like gray. I, li- I love the gray shirts. Yeah, so do I. Um, are you wearing a gray shirt right now? Because it looks purple. It is purple. Oh, it is purple. Um, also, I got my second More Ride shell. Oh. Um, in. I'm going to install that this weekend. Um, I got another ammo can, and I painted the first one purple. And I know you and Josh suggested I do camo, and I well, was. It's, it's more difficult to do. I mean, you got to uh, find a pattern, then you got to figure out how to put yeah. it on there. I just think it would look cool, you know, oh, with the, the whole Jeep thing. I just don't know if I have the artistic talent to do that. So I think right you have now to have a stencil. I think you have to use a stencil. Well, and then there was this one guy. It was really cool. He collected leaves and like some pine straw. And oh, yeah. Did this spray and it looked pretty cool, but I'm mine would look like crap. I no, know. I think for yours, it needs to have a very professional look. You got a Rubicon. You have a very nice looking right. Jeep. It really needs to be done just right. right. But you have the base down anyway, so if you if you decide to try that, which I would try it on something else to see how it turns right. out. But Maybe the, I'll get I, like a piece of um, stainless steel from work and, and yeah. try it on that. Do it while you're at work so you can uh, learn while you're being paid. Also, too, I just want to tell you, excellent paint job on those things, at least on the one that I saw on Facebook. It looked yeah. like it was very well done. I always get runs on mine because I want to hurry up and get it done. Right. No, I used to... I've, very impatient but now i realize that you have to just take it slow Mm -hmm. make a bunch of you know um layers and um so the other thing i want to share with you guys is that finally finally (laughs) finally finally i got a letter from jeep apologizing it says congratulations on conquering one of the toughest off-road trails in the 4x4 world. The Jeep Banch of Honor program lets you experience the adventure of some of the most hardcore trails in America. Blah, 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 blah. Good luck on your next trail. And this is why it took us so damn long to get this to you. Because I, I had to type this. But I got my one, just one, one of my Jeep Badge of Honors. It's Trail 11 from Roush Creek. Now, I have done this trail several times i've checked in three times so i don't know which one this is from i think this is from this last past october because some of the women i wailed with who were on the same trail they got their badges the same day as i did so there's still two other times that i did this trail previously so i still haven't gotten the one from over a year ago so that does mean you're going to get three badges i don't know I mean, if I, I just checked in three times because I'm like, maybe I'll get lucky one of these times. Okay, maybe they maybe they look at the list and go, oh, she's been there. Right. We've sent her one. That's it. Now, I'm okay. going to upset you a bit because, well, and I need to tag you on this, but I saw somebody post on Facebook today. They had about 10 envelopes, all from Jeep, all with these badges in there. And they were well, talking about it. I, they finally came. Yeah, a lot of people are getting them. I'm still owed. One more. Um, oh, I thought you were waiting on like five or six of them. Yeah, one more from Roush Creek. Okay. Which um, is Crawler Crawler's Ridge and three from Moab. But here's the thing. Trail 11, Crawler's Ridge, I did my Jeep. So I will put those on my Jeep. And the three that I did in Moab, I did not do in my Jeep. Right. I did it in a Jeep, but I did it. So I just don't feel that I should put those on my Jeep. Well, good. You were listening to me bitch at you the other day about that. They need to go <laughs> yeah. on the they need to go on the Jeep that you rented. Right. Well, or, or you not, personally can wear them. Put them on your Jeep talk show shirt. Well, they're they're <laughs> gonna build. They're gonna uh, uh, fabricate me some sort of badge necklace thing at work that I can stick them on some stainless steel something. It's a they shame they're so like, big. You could stick them to your teeth if they were smaller. Yeah, really. Or Little my girl work. Else. Uh, I might just put them on inside of my Jeep just so I can look at them all the time and remember. Hey, you can put them on the outside of your Jeep if you want to. You went. It doesn't matter what. I mean, you know, you had, this is your second, this is your second Jeep. And I'm sure that if, if you had any badges on the old Jeep and you moved, uh, then you got the new Jeep, you're not going to leave those badges on the old Jeep. So, you know, what the hell? I I was just looking at an opportunity to give you a hard time. 
Well, and, um, I was even thinking about that when I was Moab. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't, I'm not doing it in my Jeep. But I know for a fact my Jeep would have done fine oh, yeah. on those trips. Yeah. It would have been I would have had to take a lot slower and I would have, um, it would have taken me a little more time because with 40 inch tires, you could just, you know, that's like nothing. Yeah, all that um, ground clearance, right. But the guy was KL, he was the guide, he took uh, an avalanche on um, the Fins, was it the Fins and Thing Trail? One of the trails. Mm-hmm. And the avalanche, I mean, the pickup made it. Sure. So, uh, anyway, that's that's it for me, but I'm very excited that I got this. So, like most most things, uh, most most things in life, it's not so much the the machine or the tools that you're using as it is the individual, because an, an experienced individual can uh, have uh, the most wor- the most horrible situation, worse tools, worse machine, and because of what they know and uh, what they uh, their 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 past experience, they can make it work. It's just not as well, easy or as fun. So. Uh, I'm sure that you know you could pretty much go out there in anything, and you know a lot. Of, I guess a lot of Moab, based on what you were saying, as long as you're not doing some of the really uh, hard, uh, hard stuff, it's uh, it's pretty much just a trail ride, a pretty trail ride. Right. Well, and you're right about the experienced driver. I mean, look at when I went to AOAA with Nate. Um, and you showed he, him up with uh, much less experience. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> He did this trail that I did not think his Jeep would make it, but he was an experienced driver and he knew the lines to pick and he knew his uh, experience could get him through this rocky trail and it did. And he made it fine. And it's all about you as a driver. Um, And your confidence level. Confidence makes a big difference. Our Jeeps can pretty much do anything. It's us that's holding it back. So, um, all done with that, Tammy. I, I just wanted to. I, ho- I hope. I hope I. I tur- My three minutes were up. I hope. Yeah. I hope I torqued you a little bit about that. Uh, that other person getting all those trail badges at once. But it, I thought like, the interesting thing was in the post was they didn't just put it in one little uh, mailing envelope. They didn't put all the badges in one mailing envelope. They got ten, one yeah. badge in each. And the the those things were you know like a, a twelve by twelve or a twelve by sixteen uh, right. packing thing. Uh, so yeah, you can tell people people have a job and this take the take the the, uh, the sticker. Stick it in the thing. Oh, and I was going to ask you, that is a, like a plastic thing, right? It's not like a metal something or another. Um, no, it's metal. Oh, is it? I uh, thought it was like that uh, epoxy type uh, stuff. Oh, good. I mean, well, that is fancy. I can see the... Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I'd be afraid of losing that. I'm sticking it out. Well, hopefully I'll get another one. I'm, I'm sticking it on my Jeep. It won't come off. I might even add some blue Loctite, right? Yeah. <laughs> the glue, the glue, the <laughs> super glue one. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a, little, a little, we'll go off uh, off script here a bit, or at least non Jeep related stuff. I'll just mention this really quick because it it really pisses me off. Um, we uh, we purchased a Honda for my youngest daughter uh, a while back, a couple of years ago, maybe three, and uh, I've been having to work on it as you do for things that are you know that that old. Uh, and, uh, this most recent thing I had to do was change out the, uh, camshaft position sensor, which is behind a timing cover on the motor. So on our Jeeps, at least the, 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 the Cherokees and the TJs, and I suspect the YJs, uh, it's fairly easy to get to. And all you have to do is remove two bolts. It's, it's right there. There's not anything else you have to really remove to get to it. So, uh, not so with the Honda. It's not horribly bad, uh, but you have to remove the harmonic balancer, which is what the belts run off of, uh, Tammy. Uh, the, the crankshaft turns, and you get this big pulley there on the front of your engine, and all the belts, or, right. or one belt in most cases uh, for the Jeeps, uh, run off of that. So, there's a big bolt in there, and it's really torqued in there. So, that was the, the hardest thing getting that off of there. Anyway, I got to the, uh, I got to the uh, crank position sensor and changed that out fairly easily. The thing that really pissed me off was is the timing cover was broken. Uh, it's literally open to the outside. And I started to buy another one and another gasket. So when I was doing this, in case I found something I didn't like, 
I would be able to to go on there. And I and I and I think it was Dan from the Four by Four podcast told me once a long time ago, um, stop buying stuff and just having it. Wait until you need it and then buy it. Because I like I like being prepared for things. And and it's true. If I had gotten in there, taken that thing off and it was fine, I'd put it right back on and uh, I'd have this extra stuff that I'd probably never use. Well, not not this time, Dan. <laughs> that, that timing cover was broken. One of the bolts. It's, it's, just, it's just plastic, though. It's not like it's a metal one like what's used on our Jeeps, and I assume on the new Jeeps as well. Uh, so it, it, even one of the, the little bolt holes, uh, the little uh, protrusion where the bolt went through, that was broken and barely hanging on there. So it's not even holding it down snug against the gasket. So I went to uh, Amazon today, same place I got the uh, the sensor. Oh, and that's the other thing. The, the CPS from uh, uh, O'Reilly's was 80 dollars 79.95 i looked it up on amazon 32 dollars yeah i was to say 20 bucks uh just just insanely difference in price so we waited the two days or i waited the two days to, to get the one from amazon and uh so anyway uh, i went to amazon today to uh find the timing cover how much do you think a uh, honest to goodness factory genuine honda timing cover is tammy I would have no idea. Four dollars? No, actually, it was uh, no like it was like twenty-two bucks. Uh huh. And then a new gasket, uh, for, uh, again from Honda, is like eight bucks. So whoever did this to this engine and put this crappy ass timing cover that was clearly broken when it was put on, you know, we're talking thirty bucks. Could have saved you a lot of time and hassle. And, it, and we've been driving it like this for a long time. So you guys keep that in mind. Uh, I've, I've ordered that. It should be in. And uh, uh, I think the, the gasket, strangely enough, is going to take longer to get here than the cover. So I'll be pulling the uh, the alternator. I'm sorry, the not the alternator, the uh, power steering unit and uh, taking the belts off the uh, the harmonic balancer and, and breaking that uh, harmonic balancer loose again just so I can get that timing cover off to put the proper timing cover on there. So just uh, when you're doing the job, you can uh, you can get around things. Just don't forget to uh, to do it right. And, you, and it's a calculated risk on the uh, on the timing cover. Uh, I don't think it's going to cause a problem. It's, we've had it for like three years, and it's been like that. So um, I just told my yeah. daughter to keep an eye on the uh, the oil levels. I think it's kind of dry in that area anyway, where the timing cover is. I don't think you get, they get much oil there uh, anyway. So I just don't like that little area being actually open to the outside air. Um, where debris and water and stuff can actually get in there. But uh, anyway, that's done. And, yeah, uh, do it right the first time. Yeah, uh, and I would have loved to have that uh, had that extra uh, stuff there. That that uh, that gasket that was on there didn't even look like it was the right gasket for that uh, that timing cover. Just amazing some of the stuff that people do. And this is why I like working my all my own stuff, Tammy. If somebody else works on my stuff, I'm standing there watching them. I'll even right. ask. I'll even ask questions. I don't care. You know? Oh, that's what I was doing with um, Jeff at Adrenaline Off-Road. And he was so awesome explaining everything to me. And um, I just hope I got everything right. I think I did, but uh, it sounds like I did from the chat room. So, well, that's, but, yeah. the, that's the way you learn. Uh, you, yep. you don't get it all right all the time, but uh, slowly but surely you... Uh, you Unless you're Josh. Yeah. You slowly but surely you uh, you learn and you get it. Uh, and, and when it starts making sense, it's whenever it, uh, it it's easy to remember. Whenever, you know... Uh, tab a goes into slot b and right. etc then you go oh okay it's a lot easier to keep up with it that's when you start remembering numbers like uh, np232 and oh uh, yeah 249 and the 37 85 92 abc hey you know what the numbers on the highways are right the interstate numbers yeah, yeah. the mile yeah the miles no not the miles the numbers like if uh, like we've got 45 610 beltway 8 uh, we uh, they all have little just, numbers, you know, and yeah. you just you just learn them because you know, and uh, it's this repetition. All right, let's get over to some wheeling wear, and uh, well, Josh isn't going to do it, so I better do it at my own damn self. So uh, let's see who what Ohio Jeep Fest is this? Uh, this is already oh okay. Uh, this isn't. I was thinking this has had, had already gone by. I was hoping that he had updated this Ohio Jeep Fest. Uh, this is going to be July seventh, eighth, and ninth, and you can see Tammy there. Oh no, you're not going to go, right, Tammy? Uh, I just, that's, it was just too close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we were I invited. I that was my which, schedule. Yeah, we were invited, um, which is great. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, this is going to be at the Ross County Fairgrounds. Next year, maybe. Oh, and where's that thing? I should have done a, a cut from, uh, uh, from Nikki, Nikki G. G. 
the chili cough. I'll just the goddess go with it. Ohio. He's gonna call in again. Yeah. <laughs> and you can get more information over at OhioJeepFest.com. So the Quadratech in association with PA Jeeps represents the twenty second annual and annual All Breeds Jeep Show. It sounds like a dog show. Uh, July 15th through 16th, and it's going to be at York County Expo Center and Fairgrounds in York, PA. That's that's kind of close to New York, isn't it? So, um, yeah, pajeeps.org. Uh, just uh, go over to pajeeps.org and get more information. Hey, Tony, can I interrupt you a second? No. Please? <laughs> Pretty pleased with red cherries on top. Um, remember how last week, we were, or two weeks ago on our Jeep Talk, Colin show we were talking about how i've never been to a jeep show right guess what I, you, you were lying one, like, huh you were lying no <laughs> i wasn't lying i don't lie um i got this one on my calendar and i'm planning to go to york pa july 15th oh we should so, get lots of pictures then yeah i'm i'm hoping to i want to experience this as just a normal person I've actually emailed the president of the PA Jeeps to ask him if we can at least just hang our banner. Oh, great. Our new banner. Um, so, hey, anyone out there, if you're going to be in York, uh, give me a shout out and maybe we can hook up and I can say hi to you on July 15th. Maybe get some pictures, uh, some fan pics uh, of, uh, uh, with one of the, uh, the only uh, member of the Jeep talk show that actually takes their Jeep off road. So yeah. uh, just I'm gonna have to go over there and check out pajeeps.org and uh, see what kind of show. I'm sure they've got some pictures from last year on there. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's see. This year marks the 65th anniversary of the Jeepers Jam- Jamboree. Good God, 65 years, Tammy. Uh, next one is happening July 28th through the 30th on the Rubicon Trail. Boy, wouldn't that be fun to, oh, to go to that that'd one? Be awesome. So you can get more information at www.jeepersjamboree.com. If you don't know how to spell jamboree, well, I can't help you because I don't think I could spell it either. So uh, this is going to be a, another one that we have here is Rugged Ridge Presents Fifth Annual New Jersey Jeep Invasion. Invasion. I like the way that sounds. Uh, July 6th through the 11th in Wildwood, New Jersey. Uh, you can get more information by going over to uh, www.njjeep, as in Jeep, and then Invasion, another word I probably can't spell, .com. So www.newjersey uh, or njjeepinvasion.com. Spelling's not one of my strong suits, Tammy. Mine neither. I'm a horrible speller. <laughs> hey, are you new to the show? Well, uh, maybe you're uh, watching us on YouTube is uh, the first time you're with us. Well, we want you to know we make it easy for you to listen to the show while you're on the go. You can install the Jeep Talk Show app on your Apple or Android device. And, of course, you can always find our episodes at the JeepTalkShow.com uh, website. And we told you it can take a few days for a podcast to appear on various podcasting sources like Podbean or iTunes or Stitcher, you can change all that by downloading and installing the Jeep Talk Show app directly onto your iOS phone, tablet, or your Android phone or tablet. With our new app, you truly have the latest Jeep Talk Show episodes on demand. Yeah, you th- you guys might think we're trying to sell that app, and uh, we, we are trying to encourage you to, to download it and install it, but we don't make any money off of it. Just uh, We spent money just, just to try to make it easier for you guys to listen and tell your friends. Uh, I know you've got some uh, uh, people out there that uh, don't know what podcasts are, and, and you've tried to explain it to them, and their eyes glaze over, much like uh, Tammy's eyes do when I'm talking about the Raspberry Pi and uh, APRS. Uh, <laughs> so it's just really easy to tell them there's an app for that, uh, and then you'll see those glaze turn into bright little stars. So just tell them about the Jeep Talk Show app on the Apple Store and Google Play. So continuing our domination of all things media, we're on YouTube. Watch the live or watch past shows at youtube.com slash jeeptalkshow. And oh, and if you subscribe, you'll be notified of new videos. Are you thinking, boy, the Jeep Talk Show sounds like fun? Uh, I wonder if I could be part of the show. Well, of course you can. Just send us email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and tell us your idea of what you want to do on the show. We love our listeners. Hey, are you listening? Jeep Talk Call-In Show. What is this, you ask? Well, it's a podcast that you can call into. Jeep Talk Show scientists have devised a way that Tony and I can stream audio and video to you live. You talk back to us. 
Now, I know that's a little scary, but it's really, really fun. Join Tony and I every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time and call in. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Are we reading this last one together in memory of Josh? Yeah, we can just do it online. <laughs> well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Leave. Uh, let's leave outdoor recreation sports as good, if not better, the condition than we were than they were when he arrived. I should let you read this. And always, and remember, always tread lightly. Stay on the designated trails and don't wheel when you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. You're such a much better reader than me. Uh, not really. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google Plus, and be sure to tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show. That wasn't so bad. That was good. <laughs>